0: Progress City Radio Hour, and Merry Christmas. I am Michael Crawford. With me, as always, Jeff Crawford. Jeff, it's the season.
1: How are things? Happy holidays. Oh, happy holidays to you and, and you all at home. It's great to be back. We enjoyed uh, sharing our Christmas special with you, and, and this will be a real treat for us to reminisce, but we're we're doing well here. Uh, We're looking forward to uh, the Crawford Brothers reuniting on Christmas Day, and uh, and I hope you all are excited about your own respective Christmases as well. Yes.
0: Yes. A lot of logistics, planning, and I picture us coming in like the guys in E.T. that come in at the end of (laughs) E.T. and uh, uh, lots of logistics involved, but it's going to happen forward to it and i'm hoping everybody out there is having a good holiday season but like you said you know we've already had our big christmas party which hopefully everybody listening uh, attended uh, and uh, tuned in for if not you need to go back and catch that but this is that was our christmas special this is our christmas i guess extra special
1: we're gonna turn on the progress city tv you know, yeah. Little... Yeah, so see,
0: see what's on good old Progress City Public TV because this is a uh, a very merry something that is very dear
1: to our hearts. That's right. It's going to be a little bit more informal and uh, than than our usual episodes, but maybe it's a taste of of you know, we've talked about our Patreon before. It's a little taste of maybe what's coming on some of our patreon content and maybe some later but I'm, I'm excited to talk about this tonight
0: yeah this is this is a show for sitting by the fire you know scrolling up uh, youtube an old special on the tv and uh, get your cup of cocoa by the fire and relive some old memories because what we're gonna do is we are gonna talk about the 1986 walt disney world very merry christmas
1: parade this was a classic in our household, a, an oft-watched VHS tape that we taped off of TV so much that we practically wore it out. Yes, and uh, let
0: me get in a plug here, right up front. If anybody within the realm, within the, uh, realm of my voice can, <laughs> uh, lives in the Charlotte Media Market, or lived in the Charlotte Media Market in 1986 and has an off-the-air uh, tape of the Very Merry Christmas Parade, let me know, because our tape uh, has sadly, in the years that followed, succumbed to uh, the deadly rot with the magnetic surface coming off the tape. So, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> due to a random set of circumstances, only have left a an audio copy of that particular special, because, you know, the special is online. You can watch it on YouTube, but... An important thing about it, you got to have those commercials that you grew up with. That's you got to right. have those local commercials. That's, you know, it's key to the experience when you've watched a video literally thousands of times. It seems like, uh, yeah, this was this was, as you say, a real classic in the household. And this had to have been the first Christmas we had a VCR because. Uh, if i recall correctly it was our grandparents who invested in our familial vcr get made it, made it a gift if if i if i'm remembering correctly our parents will correct me if i if i'm incorrect about that but uh regardless our first vcr and of course anything disney that came on tv had to get taped and this was on a good old kodak vhs tape and man we wore this out for
1: years and years and years and years afterwards. Literally. I mean, we, he said it. We have worn it out. Yeah. And this was the fourth, uh, according to them, the fourth Christmas parade that was televised as such. So.
0: That's right. You know, this was really it in its infancy. And man, you can tell
1: it is so different from the way they broadcast things today. Oh, yes. It is shades of the Disneyland opening special with, as we will discuss, a lot of live, a lot of live. There's <laughs> yeah. some great, great moments, but it's it's live TV to the max.
0: I mean, it really does feel like your local municipal oh, yeah. Christmas parade on TV. And just the fact that they did everything live, that everything was so you know today when you watch them they shoot them months in advance probably and yeah. everything's so heavily edited and produced and you know it's real quick cuts quick cuts every couple of seconds there's a cut Where this is man they just show the parade <laughs> they yeah. just show the parade i mean they and might have
1: two or three cameras on the deal uh, and that's it and now it's like like you said it's close ups everything um and you can actually see the production crew, which I'll point out a couple of times during this. I mean, there's like, you see it all. It's it's charming in that
0: way. Yeah, it's funny. As a kid, I was so embarrassed by the goof-ups. Like, I, guess I was an anxious child and kind of like, oh man, that's so embarrassing that they screwed up. But now you watch it and you're like, oh, it's it's like, it's more real. You know, it's, yeah. it's authentic and not as... Uh, You know overproduced as you might see in the latter day but uh that being said you know we've seen this a bunch you can see it as i mentioned it's on youtube uh there are several versions on there Uh, very nice transfers so uh yeah you can catch up and watch along with us so let's dig into this shall we let's do it
2: abc preempts its regularly scheduled programming for the following special Brought to you this Christmas morning by the Walt Disney Company. Oh, boy! Live from Walt Disney World in Florida, holiday greetings to all of America, Canada, South America, Europe, and service men and women around the globe. It's the Walt Disney World Very Merry Christmas Parade!
0: They use this opening sort of Christmas card animation with Jiminy Cricket, which they use for several years to say, you know, this is coming
1: to you live from walt disney world in florida right right and then uh, of course you you segue into the uh the aerial photography which is another hallmark of this era yes you have, you have the aerial shots
0: yeah the loving overhead views of the magic kingdom and of epcot and right with the you know the music in the background and the fanfare it was always so exciting uh because, you know, we've talked about this before, and when we talked about the Fourth of July Parade, there were only a couple of times a year where you got to see stuff from Disney World at right. all. And so, you know, we usually went about once a year, and then you'd see it at the Christmas Parade. So it was like getting to see something that you hadn't seen in forever. It was so exciting. So uh, we kicked things off with a musical number, which... Oh, boy in my head is so iconic because we've seen it so many times that's right that's it right. still affects the way that I hear these songs all these yes. years later yes
1: uh, this is a number with Snow White and the Dwarves Snow White is a grand marshal of this parade we'll get to that in a little bit but there's a real focus on Snow White here because the 50th anniversary of Snow White is coming up so she uh, you know does a little medley of Whistle While You Work and Hi-Ho with some Christmas tunes. And there are just so many great shots. There's there's a lot of shots of Disney Inn here, which makes sense because they've kind of rethemed it to Snow White. So home turf for her, I guess.
0: Exactly. There are, well, as you would expect from the time, you know, they want to promote Epcot. So there are lots of great Epcot shots. There is a big focus on the resort because back in the day, they, you know, they didn't have as much a park focus in these specials. I mean, they did have some focus, but then they also focused very heavily on the resort and its offerings outside the parks. You got Donald with a bunch of birds on him at Discovery Island, which is Yes, funny.
1: yes, and a great little parrot. Brr! <laughs> like, yeah. weird.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you've got River Country. Uh, you've got a, another aspect of this era and the 70s as well, it, before there you know nowadays marketing is mostly focused at children from disney world but back in the day there was a huge marketing push to market the resort towards adults uh, recreation
1: toward,
0: yeah, to, yeah to you know couples to even yeah. seniors and so we get a couple of real swinging 80s couples there's one couple with tropical drinks at the Disney uh, inn pool, yes, with those great fountains, yeah, those awesome fountains, there's also a swinging eighties couple playing tennis at the contemporary, well, naturally, yeah, which uh, you they always had to fit in at the time. There's a really good shot of them putting up these big uh, poinsettia display in front of
1: horizons, which yes, I've always liked which I always wondered what that was, um me too. The- great shot uh one of my favorites is the garland uh which they're bringing in by horse at fort wilderness so there's yes. like a series of horses with uh, carrying garlands and uh goofy going by in a water sprite with a christmas tree in the back of the water sprite with space mountain in the background i mean come yep. on but yeah the, from the get-go you can see they're really focused on uh, they're broadcast around the world and appealing to the international crowd. So they're showing a lot of world showcase from the get-go and uh, talking about around the world uh, and all the ships at sea kind of vibe, which is yeah. always always great.
0: I, I mentioned this. Uh, they they mentioned this later in the parade. I made a note of it because back in these times, they would always make a huge deal about where it was going out, where it's, yep. it's on sky network in the united kingdom and it's on the army air force uh armed forces service network or whatever you know and it's being seen in south america on what you know some network you've never heard of or something they were always really excited about that
1: well you know it's funny though that this year as i have lived in south america this year uh, that finally really resonated with me of being incredible and worth boasting about. <laughs> like, I kind of can't believe they showed the Walt Disney World parade in South America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's the
0: marketing. They're they're cle- yeah. they're clever people.
1: That's right. Uh, we also get
0: some sponsors, some choice sponsors right oh, up yes. front. Yes, yes. We've got a uh, Gaines dog foods <laughs> with uh, their Gaines Burgers offerings. Gaines must have been a longtime sponsor because they were on that um, Mouseketeer special. That's right. That's right. And Gaines, a lot of a lot of people I saw on Twitter learning about Gainesburgers from that. They they were unaware <laughs> of what that was. Uh, also, Eckerd's. Oh man, and that's like right at the heart, right there. I know that that really, you know, uh, our mom worked at Eckerd's for a long, long time. We spent a lot of time in Eckerd's growing up, and
1: it's, I uh, you know, I would price things at the price gun at Eckerd. I mean, you know, right? Extensive yeah. Eckerd experience, and our house was filled with Eckerd decor. You know, and kind pre- of still is. Premiere. Yeah, that's I, right.
0: That's kind right. of still is. <laughs> I think a lot of it has survived over the years. Oh. Um, yeah, and like I would just get my film. Proce- we would get all our family pictures processed oh, yes. at Eckerd's. Yes. Uh, that that good old uh, system Two processing and you uh, can forget that special code that special Kodak envelopes they would use. So oh, Eckers is a sentimental favorite and they've got the fun little logo on this with like looming mouse ears that kind that's of, that's right. The animation. That's right. A motion graphic. We also get premier cruise lines, the official cruise line of Walt Disney
1: world. And we've got some hosts who we got as hosts. Oh boy. We have Joan London, who was the anchor at good morning America and Joan would go on to host this often. Yes. But we she had have actually been on the first, uh, it on the
0: first one. It was her and Mike Douglas. Wow. Yeah. Well, I need
1: to, I need to go see if I can it, find that. It's it's on, it's, it's on there. It's on there. I gotta go see that. And then as uh, a co-host is Ben Vereen, who was, uh, Star of many a musical of the era on Broadway and beyond. A big musical star. Also
0: in, uh, was it Zoobly Zoo? Yes. Yes. As as the youth of that era might know him better from Zoobly Zoo. Uh, but
1: it, yeah, also a big Broadway star too. And the uh, On the Street reporter, the lowest man on the totem pole would go on to the most fame, Mr. Regis Philbin. A young Regis Philbin. Yeah, it's weird how young he is in this. I know, he had had a long career up to this point, but he is svelte and young and... Um, Dark hair. Yeah, right. Whether natural or not, we don't know.
0: We Yeah, well, I, I can't comment on that. This is, of course, where we were introduced to Regis Philbin, and it's what I knew him from for years only from this.
1: Right, right.
0: And he would do this, I think, a couple more times as well. Oh yeah, he would do the man on the street for a while, and I think eventually wind up
1: just being a host. That seems right. Yeah. In later of course, years, Alan Thick would be the host after Ben Vereen. Uh, yes. That was a, a dream team. That Joan and Alan, and Alan, yeah, but. yeah,
0: and then Regis on the street harassing people, that's and right. we've got a uh, parade. Grand Marshal is Snow
1: White. Yes, that's right. As we mentioned, so we open with Joan in the booth. Uh, they've got... Where do you think this was? I started to wonder if it was actually just in what is now the Noodle Station or on top of the Noodle Station, one oh, or the that other. that could be. That could it be. looked like it was kind of on that diagonal. It's it's somewhere over there, either at the plaza or the... Uh, oh, the Tomorrowland Terrace? Tomorrowland Terrace. Yeah. There we go. They may have... Of course, they may have built like a booth of their own. Yes. I mean, that's what I was wondering. Of course... Yeah, it's it's decked out in Victorian kind of '80s neo Victorian <laughs> trappings, and you got the creepy dolls there. I had creepy. I had that in my notes. Creepy dolls. That's right.
0: That's right. Got a, a couple of spooky little dolls there, and some trees. It just it looks cozy, but yeah, um, and the the castle behind her. But it's it's not like a blue screen or anything. It's actually looking out upon the plaza. Then that's it's, right. It's the real castle.
1: And uh, she's doing a bit already. She's doing. She is really doing a bit. <laughs> she's doing this bit of where is Ben? Where's, where's Ben gone and um, welcome? But where is Ben? Where is Ben? But she also does her little plug for like,
0: you know, what's coming up. And she says, it's Walt Disney's birthday. Right. And I guess she meant Walt Disney World <laughs> right. because, I mean, Walt Disney's birthday is in December, but it. Yeah, that's not what she meant. It, uh, fifteen years—it's uh, Walt Disney's birthday. It, it's Walt Disney. Yeah, celebrating fifteen years. It's Walt Disney's birthday.
1: So one of one of the one of the little flubs of doing it live. Yes, that's right. She cuts to Regis, who is kind of standing where the bus station is at Magic Kingdom, uh, as far as I could see. Yeah, and yeah. he is uh, showing off the Air Force One, which really is quite the character in this special. <laughs> Yes, Air Force One,
0: very prominent.
1: Air Force One was uh, designed to, uh, you know, be a hot air balloon with Mickey's head for the 15th anniversary of Disney World. And, uh, was- yeah, it's
0: so weird that this was something they did so heavily for a while there. And now I think a lot of people would be like the youths of today. Be like, wait, there was a giant balloon in the shape of Mickey Mouse's head. And it's like, yeah, and Donald.
1: And then they did one that
0: was the castle. The castle,
1: yeah. Was that the 20th or the 25th? They did uh, that. That may have been the 20th. I think it was the 20th. It was just their thing
0: for a while. Hot air balloons. And have hot air balloons in the giant shapes of characters' heads. And now that seems kind of strange looking back, but it was a thing.
1: They were really showing it off. And they were doing, uh, I guess they were doing live. Uh, Overhead shots from Air Force One that day. Yeah,
0: yeah, kind of the thing you would get uh, from the Goodyear Blimp, the blimp. And other yeah. situations, right. but uh, this one's
1: live from Air Force One. And then they uh, they attempt to take off with Regis in the basket, and the <laughs> folks, in the balloon fall over, and they cut in the middle of it. Back to Jones. So yeah he's uh
0: Regis has got his mic and he's trying to do his bit and he's yelling once around Disney World once around Disney World <laughs> And then the basket like totally falls over and it's it's like they're like a meteor hit and the camera cuts off cuts
1: to black that's right. And Jen yeah. is just unflappable. She's just like, huh, oh, huh I think I hear something yeah. from the stage in front of the castle. <laughs>
0: We've got also got to mention, uh, before before Regis uh, had his little Air Force One incident, we, we cut to commercial and come back. And during this special, they've got these amazing bumpers with awkward guests. It's really, really unpolished. You would never see this today. Uh, I I still always think of these people. It's like the people in the Delta Planner videos yes. from the early years. Yes, yes. I always think of these people. They are ingrained. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I love the uh there's like a huge family where the father says he's wishing Merry Christmas to our other six children. Yes. And there are like seven people there. <laughs> he's like, Merry Christmas to our other six children. And uh so that was the fun one for for this bumper. But they're they're a recurring theme throughout the show. Right.
1: And uh yeah. There's there's so many great ones, but like you said they are very tied in like that Delta uh, planner video. <laughs> just remember all yes. these random people.
0: And I always just wonder what happened to them if
1: somebody I just want somebody to track them all down and see, you know, how they're doing. Okay, so we're back to Joan, and Joan throws it over to the Castle Forecourt stage, and when they cut to the stage, it's hilarious where they're just kind of all sitting there waiting for a cue, because again, live TV, so they're just kind of like, and, go. Um, Man, I tell you what, I don't envy these people, because they are in some wintry clothes, and it's clearly not cold there, and there's some sweating going on. yeah. Ben at Ben at the end of this
0: is really sweating. Yes. That's um. Yeah they they are in their sort of courier and Ives finery lined furs fur yeah. and caps and uh, there are these costumes that I don't recall ever seeing anywhere else that are these like prancing white horses yes that that are like seven or eight feet tall they look like they're really big.
1: They look and, like uh, something from either the sixties or from some like spoof of like a great holiday special, like comedy take on it. They are really yeah. comical looking like something from Scrooge Yes. That's what like, I was going like, to say. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: and so they're there For Santa Claus, the, the, the movie. writers are there. Yes. Santa Claus, the movie, even better, even better. Uh, there are also some nice 15th anniversary banners everywhere on the castle. Which so that's fine.
1: is a, yeah, is a ongoing theme. But yeah, there's, there's straight 15th anniversary decked. Uh One of the horses is named Vernon, which is
2: <laughs> introduction
1: yeah. is really singular and would always stick with old us. Vernon. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and it's kind of like a womp womp moment. Yeah. I it's guess. like,
2: like
0: Vernon. I, really I realized as I was watching this, um, we would always fast forward through this part.
1: Yeah. This is another, this is like that 4th of July special, the things we don't remember. Cause we just, uh, yes. fast forward over these four court stage productions.
0: Yeah. Cause I was watching it. I was like, man, I don't remember a lot of this and it is long. It's, it long. Is, it's pretty long, long tap dance bit. They love that castle stage. They love it. They do. They've uh, um, Ben Vereen comes out and
1: does this little tap dance and song. He's got his uh, reds all red, and he's got a sequin red vest. So he's doing it though, man. He's he's really making it happen. He's singing it. No, he is great. He is selling it. And I was
0: trying to tell. I think he was singing live too. Oh, he was. He was. Uh, Which which is you know a rarity in any age but he man he was doing it live and he was really selling it yeah he's a hoover oh man totally
1: must have learned that from jeff (laughs) hornaday we
0: must have surely surely he did (laughs) uh so they get a little frosty the snowman and uh you know come on we're going for a sleigh ride yeah 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 so uh he he does his little
1: bit and then uh we go to another commercial don't we that's correct but i i want to say that there is a great scene of the waiting for the applause and the breathing heavily at the end of this like the yeah. is like holding the arms out like sucking air waiting for people to clap um so yeah Yeah. yes he is draunched in sweat (laughs) he is sweating like a
0: madman and panting because like he does go hard and he they've got like kids up on the stage too which is like unusual like little like little kids in also in fur and whatever and he kind of grabs one of them and puts them (laughs) on his knee there (laughs) but it is the total show you're so right and that sticks in
1: my memory this the showbiz pause for applause so, on our way to commercial, we see the Sandy family from Alaska, who I didn't really recall, but boy, they are they are true rough. Alaskans they look like they
0: just got off the ice road, yes, out of the back of the truck and I,
1: I, I mean, God bless them, but uh, yeah, can, aren't they hot? I don't understand. And then uh, we have the first line that I recall from these people. Another group says, Merry Christmas, everyone. And peace. Yeah, Yeah, the little old lady. And peace. (laughs) Love it. So we're going to take this time to uh, get a little note from our sponsors. We'll be back in a few minutes. Whenever the wife and I visit Florida, we stay in the Kissimmee St. Cloud Resort Area. There's so much to do. We always stop by Walt Disney World to see the gang. I especially enjoy fine dining and shows at cut Center. And SeaWorld is full of surprises. There are so many great places to stay in the Kissimmee St. Cloud Resort Area.
2: The Kissimmee St. Cloud Resort Area, your vacation headquarters in Central Florida. There are certain rules you have to follow while you're vacationing in Florida. First, dieting is strictly prohibited except on alternate Tuesdays in May. It's against Florida rules to say inter-office memorandum. We have people listening, and nobody's allowed to read today's paper today. No complaints. This is Florida. The rules are different here. In Florida, however, you are permitted to run around in your shorts.
1: And we are back, and so is Ben Vereen. Ben is finally there, so Joan can uh, end her bit.
0: Yep, yep. She she finally found Ben. He's he made the sprint up to the booth, towel off, and he's ready to go. Well,
1: so that's the thing is that, and since this is all live, as we keep saying, he does a costume change, gets from somewhere around, you know, where they are to from the castle stage. I mean, it's pretty impressive. He's He's doing it.
0: It is, yeah. She she calls him a quick-change artist yeah.
1: because he must have. And the first, uh, f- the beginning of this parade is the Walt Disney World Honor Band, which, excellent name. Uh, yeah. It's a bunch of high school uh, band members that, according to Joan Lennon, county supervisors recommended all the players. So, I don't know what a county supervisor is, but... Um, <laughs> There's the... A- a big band bureaucracy back in the <laughs> yeah. day. It's a it's a huge band. I think it's like what five hundred people or something. 500 like Five hundred pieces, she says, and uh, they are taking up a lot of Main Street. And they are all wearing their fifteen years swag uh, on their. Yeah, on they've their band all got it over their normal band uniforms. So, I mean, it's great. They're kind of waiting for their q too, and um, and here we go because Joan London, this is. One of the best in London moments. She says, uh, those wild characters from the Jungle Burke book, uh, Herbie the Love Boat, and everyone's favorite Pinocchio.
0: Yeah. To this day, I call it the Jungle Burke. Yes. Every time I every time I refer to the Jungle Burke, <laughs> I call it that. Yeah. Uh, I heard, refer to Herbie the Love Boat. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's there's also a funny moment before this where Joan, Joan says, The spirits are really high, waiting for the parade. And Ben says, So am
1: I. <laughs> oh, Ben is like, like, All right. Ben is shooting from the hip. Uh, yeah. He is doing Oh, throughout
0: it. this parade. Yeah. He is shooting from the hip for sure. But yeah, she goes to commercial with the uh, Jungle Burke book and Herbie the Love Boat. And everybody's favorite Pinocchio—they really hype in Pinocchio. Too.
1: Well, I mean, I, this is the first indicator that I think Joan has a real serious love thing with Pinocchio. I mean, uh, yes, which she explains in depth later. But everyone's favorite. I, I, okay, Wait, really? I yeah. I mean, it's a masterpiece, but <laughs> it, I mean, really?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, when we get a uh, get a little more Air Force One aerial views of Epcot. And that's to a little synth version of
1: Let's Go Fly a Kite, which is double <laughs> yeah. double goodness. Yeah, totally. Uh, so we're going to start the parade officially. And I got to say, even though I understand why they did what they did, I miss the wreaths over the street. It's just such a you-are-there yeah. feel um, to seeing them fly under those uh, wreaths on the street.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And you know, we started off with a band and I'm you know, I th- I was thinking when that first band came out, it really does indicate kind of a theme for the parade going forward because there is a lot of band in Okay,
1: yes. And in I this was great. I was gonna a say a lot. How many brass players do they have in Florida? Because I don't know. There is and we will point them out, there are tons and tons of bands and brass sections. Uh, Shocking. I don't know where they come from. And it's not
0: like the, the... Okay, the honor band was 500 pieces. It was high school students. But the rest are Disney bands. Right. So It's like Disney employee bands. So who are all these people?
1: And where did they all come from? I don't know. But we start with this... Uh, incredible Uh, we gotta start with major mike you know major mike was the leader of the walt disney world band at this time and for years and he was on all these specials and always got shouted out we've talked about major mike before but boy this version of major mike i guess they're in the cinderella court but he's kind of like this fever dream main street electrical parade roman centurion kind of (laughs) costume it's yeah yeah he is uh, he's
0: got a, like a big Harold Hill vibe.
1: Oh, totally. He is popping and locking got the Harold Hill. He's got like a scepter. Um, yes, it's something else, but they have these kind of silky, uh, colorful pastelli Cinderella costumes on. Yeah, they
0: do. They're, they are the Royal band and man, major Mike gets big PR here. He gets yo, major Mike from Ben Vereen. <laughs> Um, uh, and so this cemented him in our mind. And man, when you were down at Disney world and like saw major Mike in person, it was like seeing like a legit celebrity. That's right. That's right. Like, That's major Mike. No yeah. major Mike.
1: Uh, it cracked me up. They had uh timpanis on a cart that they're wheeling around. Somebody's like wheeling around the cart and somebody else is playing the timpanies. Yeah. You know, like
0: the Royal band would. Yeah, yeah, totally. Wheeling them down Main Street. That's right. Uh, a theme throughout this parade is Joan reading off facts and figures oh, and like gosh, both the of them. talking points. Yes. And uh, Ben will do like the little forced laughing and he gets in a few facts of his own uh, later on. But Joan, as always, and this would follow over the years with Alan Thick too, she would get in like the, I need to tell you about you know, Alice in Wonderland was Walt Disney's whatever, whatever. And these characters are this, and this character is that. And, you know, calling out all the uh, talking points. Right. Oh, yeah. And it
1: goes on throughout, like you said, for years. (laughs) Uh,
0: Following Major Mike, we get some horse-drawn carriage action.
1: Well, yeah, well, and we have, the, they also have the knights with the, the knights, the horses with the, the big horses, um, the Percherons. yeah. And, and this is where Ben Vereen says that Walt Disney first drew his neighbor's horse Rupert, which I, yeah. <laughs> I never heard about. Oh, it's true. But, uh, yeah, um, but yeah, we get the, the coach with the little horses, which is nice. Yes
0: yes uh so we've had the big horses and the little horses with the horses come something else yes yes which um makes me think of the olden the parades of olden days which are the push carts that the pooper scooper men would push uh through the parades and you can see them a lot in this parade in the background like every time there's a horse unit they're little guys, and they're kind of like uh, medieval page uniforms That's right. with these like green Main Street, like push carts and like giant shovels. The poop And mess. let me tell you, the uh, Cinderella unit leaves uh, some souvenirs behind. Oh, Very gosh. prominently on Main Street yes. near the camera location. Yes.
1: Some big horses and a lot of little yeah. horses. Yeah. So either way. But the poop mess, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the job is obvious <laughs> uh so that that gives, that
0: takes me back to my youth watching main street parades because you know you're always a little obsessed with
1: the uh the little poop scoop carts that's so obviously. efficient and obvious but uh you know after cinderella where do you go but to the jungle bark the jungle bark unit shows up trying to avoid the horse poop
0: uh I don't know about you, I was always kind of weirded out by the body stocking and diaper mobile oh, character.
1: gosh, yes. With the uh, kind of weird wig as well, the yeah. poorly fitted bodysuit that's kind of lumpy, it is it is uncomfortable <laughs> and strange. He's got kind of like a
0: top knot, kind of, yes. I don't know if it's supposed to be like a, a poof. I don't know what it's supposed to be like a little cowlick or something. I don't I know. That's what it is. Yeah. Kind of a tuft sticking out of the top of his head. It's very strange. Uh, we've got King Louis doing flips. Yep. Yep. That was something to see. It is. And, uh, we've got another
1: band, a jungle
0: band, the jungle book, the, band. The and jungle on the book float. band,
1: and they are all trombones. It's a trombone ensemble yeah <laughs> yeah and i remember seeing them in more than this so this was like a thing they did yeah but no it was definitely a thing i remember them always having a wacky affect and i am correct in that memory because they were you know a trombone you can really lean into it and give it the business they're doing it that yeah
0: they're doing it it's very much in the sort of proto- jungle cruise slash adventurers club spirit i feel like oh yes because they're 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 cutting capers with their trombones
1: there's a big debate between ben and joan about whether or not it should be called a band which i think is strange <laughs> um, yeah there yeah there's when uh when they're doing it live there
0: there's a there's some riffing that goes on it's always kind of a little awkward yeah and
1: then well yeah and then Joan's like does rudyard kipling know about this <laughs> and Ben Rude's like who? Yeah,
0: right. She's like Rudyard
1: Kipling wrote uh, uh, the
0: Jungle Book, Joan. which was also known as the Mowgli stories or
1: whatever. Joan, don't be don't be such a wet blanket. Come on.
0: <laughs> I said I had in my notes that uh, Ben's always a little extra, and Joan's always a little condescending. Yes, yes.
1: Well, and that's the first kind of uh, sign of her being annoyed with him, which happens a couple of times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, boy. And, uh, yeah, I just wondered what their off-screen vibe was. But here
0: comes Herbie, the love boat. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Uh, talk about uh, it was another time yeah.
1: in many ways. So there are a few things in this special that are, that take me right back to Disneyland around the seasons and their fantasy yep. Christmas parade. And this is a big one. It seems straight yeah, it from is. that. It is. It is a different time, like you said. So we've
0: got two cops. We've got a tall guy and a little person on a little motorcycle and sidecar, Jason Herbie, the love bug, who has big eyes, yep. big eyes, big eyelashes. Yep. Uh, big old tongue. Yep. And uh,
1: in his mouth. his hood mouth do you think john lasseter watched this and just got so mad that the the eyes were on the headlights in the wrong place yeah he knew that this was
0: how it would not be this is how not to do it and i will show them a better way
1: but i mean why did they feel it necessary to put the eyes and the eyelashes on herbie as a kid that really bothered me and it became, like, like I, what the thing was. I mean, like, that became normal. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah. To
0: make it, like, a cute little, like, cartoon character or something. I don't know. But it uh, it really bugged me. Because I'm like, Herbie doesn't have, like, big eyelashes and a tongue. That's right. not a thing. He's a car. What's your problem? But uh, they are doing stunts, man, and being flummoxed by
1: Herbie. Yeah. Yep. They uh, jump into the mouth and come out the door, and the people are loving it. They're loving this yep. bit. People are eating it up left and right. And I tell you yeah. what, you would think it was canned laughter, but if not for all the the boom mic operators that are clearly in view running alongside uh, yes. with sunglasses and boom mic.
0: It's like a preview of the Disney MGM Studios like aesthetic of cool cool guy boom boom operators running along. Oh the, yeah, beside the action. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it really is. And you know, we get the cutaways of the crowd. You've got the kids in the old school figment hats and everything. And man, every yeah, people people are loving the Herbie gags.
1: And let me just say this and, to your previous point about the. poop. Pooper, scoopers, people. Um, you have one of these people, the royal courtier poop smiths, following along behind these people who are these cops, actors, and they are, uh, they're like rolling around on the ground over and <laughs> over again. So, yes, fill in the blanks there. But. That, that did not escape my notice <laughs>
0: back then or now. Uh, Yes, Uh, because they are rolling around in the street. They are falling off that bicycle. They are about getting run over by Herbie. I don't know who was – I don't know how the whole Herbie thing worked at all, who was driving it, how they did not hit this person, these people. Uh, Like you said, they would go flying into the front and then come out the side door. It's crazy. Crazy. Right.
1: Uh. So – so, luckily, we are rescued from this by uh, everybody's favorite, Pinocchio. So, we uh, go to this Pinocchio unit, which it starts out in Geppetto's workshop with Geppetto and a, a pretty cool marionette of Pinocchio here. Yeah, it, it is it is pretty neat. And uh, one more for the, the production. There's a camera operator, and he has like a grip with him with a giant battery backpack on his back. Which is in clear view <laughs> these giant batteries they're they're using to keep this stuff charged. But um, it's a pretty cool unit. You got the Geppetto's workshop. You've got the blue fairy at the window, and you've got Pinocchio, Gideon, and Falfello on the bridge in the back.
0: Um, right, and Ben is really excited. He's looking for Gideon because he's got in his notes that Gideon's there, and he's looking for him. There's also another, uh, yet another weird moment of Pinocchio promotion where Ben says that his kids could watch Pinocchio all day and never get tired of it.
1: Yeah. And uh, I mean, and, and this whole time, we might add, like Joan is going off. She's like monologuing about Pinocchio, just going nuts about how important it was to her and how much When You Wish Upon a Star meant to her. It's like, I mean, yeah, her, one of
0: her favorite songs as a child. She also has this weird talking point of the era, which I remember hearing a lot as a kid, whenever they would talk about animation, was that the cost would be prohibitive to ever reproduce <laughs> Pinocchio today. They would always say that about, oh, Pinocchio couldn't be made today. The cost would be prohibitive. I mean... I, and uh, she works that in there. I
1: guess, yeah. Uh, I mean, so she... Yeah, and... In, in, in she says, "Like I'm just so thankful that they did it back then." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we're all grateful. It would be it would be prohibitive, I guess. But um, we are on our way to another commercial break. But before we take our break, there's some kids and some sweet Fort Wilderness shirts. They've got kids. They're from Manitoba. They've got
0: their Fort Wilderness sweatshirts with Musket Mickey. One of them's a little stunned.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think they're both a little stunned, but one especially. They're both a little
0: so. stunned. One is especially stunned. He's he's uh, he needs like the stick to come from off stage and kind of poke him into action. Uh, but yeah, very nice sweatshirts. And then we've got one of the classic lines of the parade, <laughs> which survives. In our lexicon to this day yes. which i will allow you to share,
1: oh man it's everybody have a happy <laughs> everybody have a happy that's even better reading yes, um we say that all the time, and uh why I don't know, but there it is I don't plain know. As day. I don't know <laughs> it really stuck with us
0: what that's the best Christmas greeting ever. Everybody yeah, have a happy.
1: And he says, even you guys, to the, to the Even crew. you guys. What a, what a generous guy. Uh,
0: no, I know. I didn't even write down where he was from. I mean, I guess we can assume we know where from. I he's don't think from. he
1: says where he's from.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, he yeah. He just comes just out with, with the hits. Every, everybody have, everybody a have a happy.
1: So, yeah. Uh, they're at the UK Pavilion at Epcot. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, just hanging out. So oh man! Yeah, good times. We're gonna take this time for a brief message from our sponsors, and we'll be back with some a little bit of history.
2: I've seen her here many times before, but I forgot all the right things to say. I'm too old to be smitten. Besides, it's not fitting for me to be looking his way. Can come again. It's a good time. Well, who knows? For the great day. Okay, here it Excuse me. Is this seat taken? No. Season's greetings from Parkin Shop, your favorite produce store featuring lettuce, fresh crisp heads, three for only 99 cents. Tomatoes, fancy vine ripe tomatoes, only 35 cents a pound. Bananas, golden yellow ripe bananas, only 27 cents a pound. Pecans, Fancy, large, thin-shell, fresh crop pecans, only 99 cents a pound. And blade-cut chuck roast, USDA, and only 89 cents a pound. And only at Park and Shop on North Tryon Street and on Wilkinson Boulevard.
1: Okay, so we're returning, and they're going to do a little segment on Snow White's 50th anniversary. But en route to their cut, you hear Ben Vereen say, I keep losing my place. <laughs> I- oh, I didn't hear that. <laughs> yes, which I had never oh, heard man. before. <laughs> that's awesome that's great and uh you go into ken anderson alone in a little studio which you know i'm all in here
0: yeah yeah it is amazing to me so many of my ingrained thoughts about how snow white was made come from this segment
1: yes yes uh as an adult i'm i see ward they show ward kimball next and i'm like is he gonna start talking about the soup scene because yeah. he always does. But uh, yeah, there's so no. much of what I think about Snow White and its production comes from this one, little bit of business.
0: Exactly. We've got Ken Anderson, we've got Ward Kimball, we've got Adriana Castellotti in the Disney archives, I believe, because I recognize those cabinets, even though it was would have been in a different building. Uh, and I think it's great. I mean, back when they would focus so heavily on the history and still have the greats, like, around to talk about it. It's so much fun.
1: And it's so concise. This is really well done. They're showing a bunch of stuff in a short amount of time. And it's mostly Ken Anderson talking Ward Kimball's kind of peppers with stuff. But uh, they do have a soup scene storyboard, at least. I will say that.
0: (laughs) they got to get it in somehow. Yeah, um, Ken Anderson tells about how Walt pitched Snow White adriana casalotti talks about how she came to do the voice for snow white listening
1: not only talks about it, she demonstrates which is incredible yeah. and she yeah, like <laughs> she's talks about how she answers the phone when she's on the extension uh and and kind of showing her kid voice and does this like ah, 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 and just imagining somebody actually doing that on a phone call to <laughs> audition <laughs> and being heard but like and then i did
2: this
1: (laughs) but the amazing thing is she had that voice down just unchanged at at her age in the 80s it's wild
0: nuts yeah well the idea is like she says that was never her voice it was like a fake voice she was doing and so she's like so that's why i can still do it today because it was always a fake voice it wasn't like her natural voice but yeah, then she does it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 nutty. Um, and of course, we get, uh, I mean, most importantly, we get Ward talking about the sobs.
1: Yes, yes, that is that is great. Uh, you know, I, it is really sweet that Ken Anderson's like talking about what an achievement it is and his deference to, you know, he tells the story about how Walt tells everybody, bought everybody dinner, tells him to come back and kind of storyboards all snow white and get everybody to buy in i mean his kind of deference to walt in this segment is really touching i I love me some ken anderson yeah it's nice it's really good
0: and you know we don't hear i think just because of the way you know people left us we don't hear as much from him as we hear from other people which is a shame
1: because yeah uh, he was such an iconic figure oh gosh yes in so many ways But uh, we are back, and we have a little uh, Snow White unit, and man, there's, so there's like Snow White is at a wishing well part of a float with Joan London's kids and some other kids, and then there's just a ton of mini Snow Whites, like little girls dressed as Snow Whites, which is kind of eerie enough, but then they're on this kind of green tensely community Christmas parade float, which really yes. gave me intense Shelby Christmas parade uh, with the town we oh. grew up in vibes. I mean, it's strong. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Oh, oh man. Me too. Big time. Cause at first it shows Jones. Joan always was super aggro at plugging her kids. Showing her kids. Parade. That's right. And I was, as a kid, I was so annoyed by that. But so you're like, oh, well, she got her kids on the float with Snow White, huh? And like, oh, there are a couple other kids, too. But then they cut away, and there are like dozens of little it's kids dressed up like it's, Snow White. It's eerie to me. And uh, they're on this little, like, little hill of green float and just kind of floating along, waving. But yeah, it is really like La Petite Academy. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> whatever.
1: There's a great uh, little. Uh... Kind of, it's like they took the deer from the railroad that is just still, but it's ear twitches. Um, that's on the <laughs> float. <too. laughs> that's great. Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, but uh, then we get the organ float with the uh, from that's also featured in the intro with has a little totemy creature carving things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we have the hay wagon with the banjo, guitar, and fiddle, and Big Al is on the washboard bass. I, I have to mention
0: before before we leave the dwarves
1: that they always
0: always had to do the gag of trying to get a host to name the dwarves as
1: if that was uh, the funniest thing ever. They even and make a gag that's yeah. They even make reference to doing it the year before in this. Yes,
0: uh, like last year you did it. Now or last year I had to do it. Now you do it. Like, uh, why is that gag always the gag? I don't know. But anyway. I don't know. So yeah, we've got Big Al on a hay wagon with country dancers. Yes, please. Yeah, always good to see some Big Al getting some rip. And yet another band. It's just a three sort of a string ensemble, a fiddle, a guitar, and
1: a bass. Uh, but some more musicians. That's right. And then we jump to the world of Mary Poppins, uh, which is yeah. a sudden jerk, but... They've got the Pearly Band, which I always love when the Pearly Band shows up, and the Penguins, and Mary and Bert. Uh Or as Joan says, there she is with Bert,
0: her partner.
1: Yes! Yes. (laughs) I thought that was strange. I thought that was really weird. Another um, weird moment of tension between Joan and Ben, where she's like, there's only one word for this, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. And Ben's like, "Do you mean Mary Poppins?" She's like, "No, I mean supercalifragilisticexpialidocious."
0: <laughs> Unnecessarily hostile. Now, Why?
1: <laughs> it
0: seems like Ben was. It oh, was a weird response. Do you mean Mary Poppins? Yes. No. <laughs>
1: oh. oh, but yeah, another band, another full full band here. Um, yeah, I mean probably like fifteen people, right? Twenty people. Yeah, yeah, at least yeah. Just,
0: and, and all outfitted, all you know, dressed up like the band in the movie.
1: And then you've got the great rooftop float, which I always enjoyed. The chimney. This is a fun float yeah. with the chimney sweeps. Yeah. Uh, ben says these guys really know their steps, and indeed they do. The chimney sweeps come out and do their thing. I also like that
0: as they're performing, you can see behind them. There's a big fifteen floral display in the hub flower garden there between the trees, uh, like a giant. 15 coming out where the partner statue is today that's
1: right it was so cool they they would have great floral designs there back in the day there's a great rounded one that they would have when there was nothing going on um yeah with kind of the little you know victorian kind of floral but yeah the 15 little cake was great and uh at this time we're gonna take another break and come back with uh one of my favorite bits of disney tv of all time of this era, especially we'll be back. Eastern airlines
2: presents a flight of imagination to Walt Disney world Epcot center with our low cost vacation packages, a week here, including coach airfare and hotel accommodations can be much less than you imagined. In fact, Eastern is the official airline of Walt Disney World. So when it comes to making your dream vacation affordable, we can work a little magic of our own. To see just how low our prices are, call your travel agent or Eastern Airlines.
1: All right, so we're back. And it's time to talk about the 15 years of Walt Disney World celebration, which, you know, it was the first major anniversary that we witnessed Michael and it was a big deal in and of its own right it was a huge celebration and it was probably tied into to the Michael Eisner era their first big celebration what a time to be down there and we were lucky enough to be down there for a while that year yes it was a big
0: deal it was one of those sort of like Charlie Ridgway spectacular celebrations where Disney world would just go totally nuts and, uh, they give away a car a day at the turnstiles and, you know, with your ticket would go through the gift giving machine and you could win swag of all different kinds. And, you know, they had the big 15 years parade. There was a song that was the 15 year song, which we'll hear in a minute. And it, was just one of those things where like local news stations and PM magazine would cover and like all the media outlets would go down to Disney World and get wined and dined and have reports about it. And it was just a really big deal. And it was when we were really starting to get into the age where we really kind of knew what was going on and can remember it. And it, yeah, it was, it was wild. And what's so crazy to me is it's 15 years which is now not a long time at all but at the time it was like oh man in the distant past 15 years ago disney oh, world I know. started I know. but and we've come so far since then oh so many things have happened and like now that's like what like since Soren opened in epcot pretty much which it's, is wild it's crazy to think about yeah
1: I mean, so they put it on full display how much they had done in 15 years in this segment. We start out with Regis and the brush. I mean, he's kind of in a swampy area. And then they go on to show this montage of uh, Disney World being developed and a year-by-year kind of highlights. And we used to watch this so many times. Um, And we would watch this on slow motion because at this when we were little there was no way to figure out this stuff about what came before you know essentially epcot i mean all of that phase one disney world stuff was kind of too far in the distant past and undocumented where uh this was just kind of revelatory when we would watch it absolutely oh man you read my mind
0: when i was watching this and making notes this was the segment. Like you said, it's one of your favorite Disney segments of Disney TV ever. It absolutely is one of mine. We, you know, we said we watched this parade a million times. We watched this segment of the parade a billion times. Yeah. Because we would rewind and watch it, rewind and watch it. Like you said, we would watch it in slow-mo. Cuz it's fast. It's it fast. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really fast. Like shots cuz it does like a year-by-year counter down in the corner starting in 1971. And it get, man, it goes fast, and so you would and get a couple of frames really of different things, and we would slow mo trying to figure out what this stuff was because uh, it really is crazy to think like there was no like widen your world or passport to dreams right. to figure out what this stuff was. Like I didn't even know what grad night. There's a shot of yeah. an old seventies grad night neon sign over the space mountain Logo. which is so bizarre yeah which Uh, is really weird and i didn't know what that was there's so many things from the early period that confused me when i was a kid and didn't know the history Uh, they've got the shots of like the groundbreaking of spaceship earth with like the big like golden like outline of spaceship earth and there's there's just some crazy stuff
1: opening a space mountain
0: um, oh yeah all this cool stuff a lot of festivities, uh, the America on Parade, yeah. Uh, Sh- and you know, every attraction as it goes through the year it's the attractions that opened that year. Uh, showbiz is it gets promised, so this is which I didn't know what that was.
1: <laughs> it- so,
0: yeah, we man, we watch this so much. And shout out to Regis in the intro, uh, when he's gonna give the history of Disney World. He, well, he gives, like, a brief history of Disney World, but then he's shooting on an island out in Seven Seas Lagoon. Okay,
1: I was going to ask you, because it's like, it really seems like he is shooting on the island, and he, and yeah, I think he was. I mean, that's the
0: only way you could get that perspective of the Magic Kingdom, I think. He's out on the lagoon,
1: for sure. And he's just kind of in the brush. Right. They have uh, good footage, I mean, a couple of shots, but good footage of the, you know, pre-built, you know, like the the... Guys looking over the swampland. I mean, this is cool. This was part of a, uh, you know, televised parade. It's some good history here.
0: Yeah, there are some good, very brief shots of, like, Roy and, like, the guys on, you know, one of their trips down there kind of, like, looking over maps and stuff. And it's really neat. And, like, you know, back when there was no, there weren't any Disney history documentaries on TV or Certainly not YouTube or anywhere else. And so like this was like where you learned what had come before and how it had happened. And I mean this is how you learned this stuff. Right. And it
1: was like you hung on to like every tidbit of info you could get. That's right. And so then it's off to what's going on now, kind of, and where starting off with this Bicentennial celebration of the Constitution, which we discussed a little bit on our 4th of July special this year. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a big deal. There was a lot of uh, fanfare about it. And you can see in this bizarre, not as great of a montage that they do for this. There's a really wildly edited um, job of the Bicentennial celebration of the Constitution where they just randomly cut to some fireworks and in the middle of a stage production. But um they cut to Regis in front of uh, a glass case at the American adventure with some artifacts from uh, the constitution. I mean, what a time to be there. Totally. Um, And then they go to the 15 years parade. So, I mean, a lot of fun memories here. (laughs) Yeah. Well, kicking off with that, Mickey and
0: Minnie float with the glitter castle that was so iconic and the theme song, which was totally ingrained in our
1: brain. Yes. Yes. And uh, oh man, and then you've got those skaters that are in yellow red polka dot outfits, silver helmets, and they kind of have like little ascots and what a, what a little combo they have going on there.
0: Yeah, it is very it gets like really eighties really quick with these guys in their chrome helmets, but then we've got this float that they're kinda of skating around and man. we got Br'er Bear playing guitar. <laughs> yes. We got Big Bad Wolf playing like a double neck electric guitar. It's
1: like the wildest double neck guitar and he is wailing on it. Yes.
0: Yes, he is. There is Huey Dewey and Louie, which you never saw in the parks. Right. Ever. Right. Ever, ever, ever. Uh, there was Maid Marion, which was really rare mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was Daisy, who was super rare at the time. You never saw out in the park. Uh, so this was a float of like real oddball picks and, like I said, wailing away on their instruments.
1: We have to finish the band. You know, you got Pluto wailing on the sax. You got Tigger on drums with a little Rototom. Drums and uh Chippendale and on and the wireless mics. So, what a combo Yeah, it's quite a combo. But Brer Bear on the keytar oh, really. Oh man, yes. That, that did it for me. It was of the era, and then they go into a, a great montage of people winning stuff for the 15th year anniversary, like you were talking about. They had, you know, oh, yeah. people won. All kinds of stuff. We won some stuff. We won a, a little visor that that lit up. That was a
0: thing. Yeah, uh, Ann Ann won, won a won a a visor with uh, a light a light up little visor with the logo on it. I love that Regis says they're giving away a car a day and they're giving away Michael Jackson
1: records. Yeah, <laughs> it says, yeah from a car down to a Michael Jackson record.
0: But man, this montage of people winning a car is pretty hilarious, and I want if only it would show up on ebay one of those giant silver keys with the 15th logo on it
1: and then not those only are, sharp. are they sharp but they uh, are the same shape as your uh, your first car your pontiac bonneville <laughs> the, key
0: the exact same shape as the bonneville key I, I thought the exact same thing so uh yeah it it pulls on my heartstrings at many levels uh, these people are amazing. I like the girls that like are like screaming back yeah. and forth over the turnstiles at each other. Yeah. And the guy who needs his smelling
1: salts. I was gonna say he gets a little philosophical. There's a lady who gets uh scared by Mickey kind of sneaking up on her at the upcut entrance. It's it's all yeah. good stuff. Good stuff. At just your average Joe's. That's right. Winning cars. Uh, They Uh cut to uh, Regis on Main Street interviewing somebody in a moving car, which (laughs) cracks me up. Oh, man.
0: Like, he's doing, like, a walking walk and talk, walking next to the car (laughs) as the car with the family drives down the street.
1: Well, and they've got, like, a cast member driving the car, so they're stuck in there like sardines, just kind of squeezed into this car so i mean yeah. in this car is like a maroon i don't know is it a lebaron or something it's it's, it's lebaron like that. it's like the yeah. boxy uh it wouldn't be a lebaron because it's a chevy i mean i don't know if it's an early lumina but anyway it's just like the box maroon with dark maroon uh interior it's very uh-huh. perfect
0: and the family it was the daughter who won it as, right. as he as regis says julie how are you and she says ten <laughs> so she mis- she misheard which is understandable considering it was pretty loud out there but uh yeah their 10 year old daughter won the won the most
1: sweet maroon ride she uh you know she didn't know what to do seemed like she was very lost in the headlights which is understandable <laughs> yeah she was uh
0: yeah at that age i would have probably been under the seat in the back right. seat but Yeah, she, it was definitely deer in headlights is a good way to put it. And uh, Regis has a little talk with her dad, goes to talk to dad first, of course, you know, (laughs) man to man. And, uh, they have a little chat as Regis is walking down the street. So
1: yeah, it's something else. And then we get the, of course, the castle float and the The immortal float. That's right. And you have the most eighties, perhaps of all. 80s people on this float with their gym hair wigs and <laughs> just do that's
0: it. totally what it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, the
0: castle singers.
1: Oh, there we go. It's a, everybody's got their own name of their ensemble.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they are gym wig is a perfect way to put it. That <laughs> is, they are rocking out. Right. And then we get the Christmas tableau as it is referred to. Yeah. I don't quite understand this it's like and now the christmas
1: tableau it seems like it should be bigger than it is if it's gonna be called the
0: christmas tableau, a tableau yeah this is a a small float with the uh singers from who we saw with ben vereen earlier on stage in their finery and the kids and they're just kind of crammed onto this little float coming down the street so yeah it is it is a tableau in miniature.
1: I guess. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, evidently it's some Disney cast members and some kids, I don't, local kids, local kids, yeah. but, um, and then we're going to hit an Alice in Wonderland unit. So that again, this is like, this feels like Disneyland around the seasons where they're just kind of throwing some units of the classic films together. I mean, these like are extended units like this. Alice unit is, is large. They're just like yeah, putting is. all their stuff that they have in with some Christmas stuff in the middle kind of thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You got another. And then with the 15th anniversary in the middle of that. Right.
1: You got another band. Yet
0: another band. You got the Queen of Hearts. You've got the Marching Cards. And you've got another
1: band. That is not like small. It's another big band. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, ben Vereen makes a big big mistake here and uh Joan later calls him out on it i mean brutal yes passive aggressive or just
0: aggressive aggressive uh yeah you've got rolling teapots and you've got uh, this big rolling teapot and these dancing flowers i love the flower costumes yes uh, they always stuck in my head because they were from this and then they were on the cover of a disney news yes kids. that's right that's and uh they're, they're really pretty flower costumes, much like the ones in the movies, but Ben blows it big time on a
1: factoid. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he says, do you know what they call these flowers in the, in the, uh, in the movie? They're called the bread and butterflies. And, uh, Joan just kind of lets them sit in it because, uh, you know, you have Alice on the mushroom and after so lets him, that go by. Yeah. it moves on. Yeah. Uh, the mushroom float is very interesting. It's very large, and it kind of looks like this kind of Victorian fainting couch mushroom hybrid. Yeah, it's like quilted. Yes. And it's, Alice... It's a
0: giant pink, uh, and it's really
1: big, an enormous pink quilted mushroom. Yeah, to the point where she's almost up against these wreaths in the middle of Main Street. I mean, she's like way up there. Yeah. And... Uh, she is wearing like a dark blue kind of velour dress, which looks like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is. has to be like from the seventies. It just does not look on model of what she would do now. It's no, kind of, not at all. Yeah. Um, it's her cold weather gear, but yeah, then sure enough, the bread and butterflies come out and man, Jonah is savage on him. <laughs> She is. He realizes his goof up and confesses.
0: And she's like, well, yeah, I knew you'd figure it out. What did she say? I, I was going to let oh, you figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Just oh, drops wait. the boom on him. Hi ay, aye, ay. um, It's not like the, oh, yeah, it's like the, oh, I knew. That's right. I was just going to let you yeah. figure it out.
1: That's right. And admit it. Damn. Rough, man. Rough. They go down to the to Regis for my favorite on the street segment where he's asking people what their favorite uh thing <laughs> their favorite part of thing to do at Disney World is and this one lady says the merry-go-round and it's like the Billy on the street, Billy Eigner, he's like, The, yes. the merry go round, lady, please. And just walks on yes. to the next person. Um and at the end of it, you know, like he's going, it, it's it's very Billy Eichner in general. Cause he's like, what do you like? What do you like? What do you like? And somebody's like, uh, we like the Haunted Mansion. And he, at the end of it, he says, that's their favorite thing at Walt Disney World. What's yours? And just kind of walks off and puts the mic down. <laughs> yeah. It's great.
0: Very like super aggro. Billy on the street is a perfect evocation of that. <laughs> Cause it's like super aggro and like, like jumps on these people. And like, uh, 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 hot mansion is our favorite, but the, the merry-go-round lady, please. <laughs> it just keeps
1: moving.
0: Oh man. All but right. This leads to a discussion of yeah, what's everybody's favorite thing. That's right.
1: And what uh, a coincidence. Yeah, that's right. Seamless. And boy, let me tell you, there's a lot of new cool stuff over at Epcot that could be the favorite thing. <laughs> it is a g- enormous coincidence that
0: each individual person's favorite thing is a different new thing at Epcot Center.
1: That's right. Uh, Joan is going to take her kids to see the Living Seas, and she is going to show us all the footage of it as she does a voiceover live. So she's scrambling to <laughs> explain, oh, man, to keep up with the video package. Yeah, with the video package. <laughs> um but
0: now look here now look oh no 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 wait 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 wait. (laughs) oh no here we are here we are oh wait wait wait.
1: almost missed is some nice little uh you know background music underneath the package um under her frantic uh explanations but uh you know living seas and it's prime brand new living seas you got yeah um an odd shot of her doing the submersible suit and her kids like playing on the other side with her
0: (laughs) like waving at her she's in the gym suit doing like the claws and they're like
1: waving at her from her point of view it's weird but man Uh, there's i was gonna say the most striking thing to me is when they're doing the uh lock in there the divers going up that place is packed full of people Yeah, it
0: is, and then they do a fun like camera shot from the dive tube. It's like a
1: reverse shot, which you just see. It's the whole floor is packed full of people. Yeah, there are a lot of people in there. She gets to swim with dolphins. I know that's a it's true highlight of her life. I think she says so. Powerful memories being made now. Ben is stoked about Captain Neo because his pal did the choreography.
0: His friend, Jeff Hornaday, uh, did the choreography. And let me tell you what, to this day, I'm excited when I see Jeff Hornaday's name
1: pop up in the credits or something. And luckily, it does quite often. Jeff Hornaday is a a legend, but... uh,
0: Is a very prolific and accomplished uh, choreographer, uh, whose name we obviously learned from this show specifically, and uh, lives large in legend. Mr. Hornaday, Ben and Hooter go to see Captain EO together.
1: Yeah, the Hooter walk-around character.
0: Hooter walk-around is excited to show off his latest work to Ben. And so we we get a shot of them going through the garden there into the Magic Eye Theater. And then uh, they go in and we get a little clip of Captain EO. Just a
1: little tease. Just straight up. They had spoiler alert, though. They showed the climax of the movie. Come on! Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So uh, it must have. I can only imagine how confusing it must have been. <laughs> yes. To
1: without yes. context of what was going on. But um, I wonder what Regis's favorite is, Michael. Well, I'll tell you, Regis. He,
0: you know, you got the seas. That's good. You got the outer space. That's good. I got something that combines everything. It's called Scholituscope. <laughs> There are dragons on the water. There's gliders in the sky. It's a battle of good and evil in World Showcase. Uh, Regis loves kaleidoscope. We get some footage of the dragon boats. Get some footage of the gliders. Got some sailboats going around. Regis is out there at the American Gardens Theater kind of talking us through it while it happens behind him.
1: The uh, sailboats really crack me
0: up for some reason. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah well because they're so close they're yeah. coming by them, and they're like super close in the background
1: well and the, which brings me to my other point this all seems so very dangerous i cannot believe they ever did this this seems totally dangerous in it every really way does. It's like it really does all these tiny planes flying around in close you know proximity over world showcase lagoon right like right over everything
0: and everybody and I mean they are chopping up that lagoon. Uh like those boats are coming by and they're waking big time and like the lake is just roiling behind him. Yeah. And it's crazy. Those poor cell And of course do not have a chance. They're just Yeah, the are just puttering. Uh of course it ends with one of the gliders like literally buzzing him. Um and he like flails off to the side and he a wise guy or something. It's crazy. So it,
1: and they yeah. had like really prepped for that. Cause it was like, they had a two camera little cut reaction to it. So, yeah. Uh, so odd. And then, you know, they cut back to Joan who is, uh, she is flapped, you know, she's usually unflappable, yeah. but she is like, did you see that? That's crazy. She's like kind of doubled over in
0: her chair, <laughs> like, "Oh, I can't believe it,
1: Regis, yeah, so um, and then we go right man, right back into the parade. That's right, now we are moving into Christmas. The Christmas parade is finally going to be about Christmas. You got the babes and toyland soldiers with some uh trumpeters, so some more brass, more trumpeters, yeah. I just, uh, could, I mean, playing the thought of playing music in those suits seems impossible. I mean, imagining walking in those suits in Florida seems impossible, but... The- yes.
0: I mean, walking, marching in, like, lockstep in those costumes where you have no vision whatsoever. Uh, you've got those big boxes on your feet. You've got, like, every part of you is covered up by some weird, like rigid structure and it's like a mecha suit or something and you're supposed to walk in unison and you're playing like a trumpet up sticking through a hole to your mouth it's crazy yeah absolutely and there man there are a lot of them too
1: yeah i mean there's a ton of them and then it kind of moves into toy factory with a bunch of generic uh generic teddy bears it's too bad they didn't have duffy back then but yeah
0: this oh man i thought this is where they would have duffy oh yeah because it's the sort of generic christmas movie toys as if things weren't like firmly linked enough in time there's a cutaway to a kid in the crowd with a teddy ruxpin in a
1: santa suit yes yes there's also a that was fun a santa bear which is kind of the precursor to our Eckerd humphrey bears or the belky bears or belky bear
0: from belks Yeah. yeah absolutely i felt the same thing there's also prominent raggedy ann and andy placement which i thought was weird because those are kind of
1: like licensed characters but they're not disney characters well and you have a really odd disaffected peter pan on some kind of like <laughs> chocolate horse and wendy <laughs> the, the peter Pan's really like over it
0: yeah they were like Like gingerbread horses, but Captain Hook and Smee are pulling Peter Pan and Wendy on these horses, which is weird. Things you thought you'd never see. Yeah, Uh, we got dancing gingerbread men. Yeah, got to have them. Got Mrs. Santa and her gingerbread house, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. We've got uh, dancing snowmen and Christmas trees, which are
1: fun, man. And and some of them, the trees look to be slightly hazardous. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Kind
0: of tilting back and forth. Um, We've got Bill Justice Reindeer.
1: Yeah. You got the Glockenspiel ladies in their Santa suits, which is. Those, I like those suits. Those are, uh, these are kind of foxy Glockenspiel ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, that's another shade of a, a lost decade. This is not, yeah. It's looking back.
0: Yeah, it is. It's, um, I mean, kind of raucety, but mm-hmm, le- mm-hmm. less Rudy Toody than that. But in that vein, and uh, Jones starts to kind of bid us adieu, starting to kind of bid us adieu, and uh, gives a shout out. You know, there's there's always more to come. Says Norway and Disney MGM Studios are on the way soon. That's right. And then in the future, we got the big guy himself, Santa,
1: but not in the parade he's in air force one of course did we mention air force one it's a new hot air balloon with mickey's head
0: and santa's up there apparently santa up there. made it where regis couldn't
1: santa is in so close to the cameraman that they can just barely kind of get his face in full frame <laughs> it's right up
0: in his grill And yeah, you can barely get Santa and Disney World in the same shot at the same time when you're standing next to him with a giant era TV
1: camera on a balloon. Right. So, uh, we're going to take one quick commercial break and come back with the stirring finale to this, uh, on the way to that, we see a family from Charlotte, North Carolina, which always excited me as a youth because we were outside of Charlotte. Yeah, in that
0: media market. Two families from Charlotte, actually. That's right. So I felt seen. That was was very exciting. So, uh, yeah, off we go.
2: Hertz announces great low weekly rates, like $99 a week here in Arizona. Or only $89 a week here in Hawaii. Oh, yeah, Arnie? But what about $99 a week here in sunny California? Poor OJ only fifty nine dollars a week here in sunny florida brutal juice brutal hurts you don't just rent a car you rent a company on the disney sunday movie a boy's fantasy a hero's victory roy scheider stars in tiger town then get a sneak peek at the newest disneyland attraction the george lucas inspired star tours
1: all right, so how do you end this thing, Michael? A moment, we talked about this on our 4th of July special. Um, you have to have a moment of gravitas in these specials. And boy, they come hard with the biggest moment of gravitas I can think of of any of these specials. I mean, it is just, we are in the reflection section hardcore here. Yeah, they really take it down a notch
0: with the voices of Liberty singing Silent Night and doing sidelines. Silent Night as well.
1: You don't see enough enough choirs doing the sign language anymore.
0: Yeah. And, uh, man, it gets, like you said, gravitas. Man, it's time to start thinking about the meaning of the season. And so uh, we get uh, Jolly Prince Ronnie from the White House giving his remarks and uh,
1: reading scripture at length. I know. I mean, imagine. Uh, you know, Ronnie was no stranger to Disney stuff, but this is, uh, hard to fathom, not only with, uh, the current resident, but any I mean, just any president reading scripture at a Disney parade, special. <laughs> it just
0: seems, it just seems odd to like, yes, let's, especially when you consider, I mean, uh, just how the world is, how Disney parades are now how everything is. You could just imagine after like one of the current Disney prides, like, all right, now things are going to get a little cool and we're going to have the president come on and read some of the gospel. And that's how we're going to close things out. It just, it's, it seems really strange now, but man, they, they jump right into it. Not only do we get Ronnie, we get Margaret Thatcher and, uh, they do a little put her, put her in a little window with, uh, the UK Pavilion and cast members
1: in the background, and this kind of becomes a thing where they're doing, they're showing the pavilions and the figureheads. Um, y- yeah, so I'm like,
0: okay, they got Reagan. That's, uh, I mean, he always did these kind of things, but it's it's still kind of cr- crazy to think about now. Uh, but then, okay, we got Thatcher too. That's kind of impressive uh so uh yeah we got Li Xianyan, the president of the people's republic of china and so
1: yeah i did not remember this
0: and this blew my mind i did not remember this either and i don't know how like i definitely remember like the reagan thing was kind of a fixture of this era but when the president of china popped up i was really surprised because i don't remember that at all
1: that is wild i mean could you even imagine and uh there's a great little you know they got the dragon uh out in the china pavilion and some other dramatic dancer out there while he gives a little message wild
0: yeah and then we just go around the lagoon we got the ambassador we got ambassadors from italy canada and i Germany. want to stop with the
1: canada because the ambassador to canada is like a carl sagan tonal <sighs> doppelganger it's like yes, Carl Sagan giving a Christmas message. It's incredible.
0: Oh, he sure is. Oh, that is spot on. I wondered because I thought there was something so reassuring about him. Yes, and that's, that's what it was.
1: It's amazing.
0: Uh, well, we'd like to thank you from here in Canada. That's right. uh, so yeah, Italy, Canada, Germany, France, uh, Japan. All their ambassadors, but poor uh, Morocco and Mexico, uh, we only get cast members. Yeah, inter- international program folks, fellows. Fellows, yeah. Uh, Said from Morocco and Elza from Mexico, uh, World Showcase fellows, so good for them. but They did great, so, yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: so yeah, a little trip around the world. Hopefully they can meet someday and broker a peace deal between Mexico and Morocco exactly that all oh,
0: Cardwalker would be looking down from the clouds that's with a smile right. Might his dream finally come true that's right peace deal so yeah that uh, a little uh
1: bit of disney flexing that diplomatic muscle there yeah i mean this is uh, this has got charlie ridgeway i mean i i guess he was still working there but man whoever did this well done rest yeah.
0: easy I uh, I also noticed something that I didn't notice as a kid because I at this point I probably wouldn't have known it was happening. But the French ambassador says something about, we look forward to welcoming Mickey Mouse very soon. Interesting. Which was, of course, the precursor to Euro Disney. But yeah. oh, they must have really just signed the agreements or something because uh, as a kid that I, I never registered. But I was watching, I was like, oh my gosh,
1: that's totally
0: a shout out so back to main street we go
1: that wraps it up i mean they uh they say give their goodbyes on main street itself and that is the 1986 very merry christmas parade oh man trip down memory lane for sure I know. I was telling you before we started taping. There's so much of this that is just imprinted into my brain, and uh, as we've said, there's things that we oddly quote from this that is just makes you wonder. Um, but we do. It's uh, yep,
0: yep. We sure do. Uh, it's just one of those one of those things I hadn't seen in a while, and uh, man, it just comes rushing right back. So, you know, for those of you who never saw it, for those of you who weren't around, which is probably a lot of you, uh, you should check it out because it is a quite a little time capsule of of Disney Anna. You know, I was thinking about the fact that Snow White was turning 50 when this happened and how that seemed like, oh, my gosh, that was like a million years ago, 50 years. Well, now, you know, that's stuff from. Like the parent trap's turning 50. That's right. Like that. So it's, it's pretty crazy. That's right. No, the parent trap's about to turn 60. What am I talking about? I was going to say, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a million dollar duck is turning right. 50 now or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, I mean, my time, internal timeline is skewed. So, you know, stuff, Disney World is going to be turning
1: 50 next year.
0: That's right. So, Michael, it is. Uh, so it really just, oh, man shows how time flies i guess
1: well anything else to say about this special before we wrap this up michael
0: just uh that it was uh, fun revisiting we hope everybody enjoyed taking this little journey down memory lane with us and i i just hope everybody's having a good holiday so far and that this is that
1: we could have been a fun little part of your holiday celebration. I know we, as Michael said on our Christmas special, we come from Christmas stock. So we really geek out at this time of year. If you can't tell from our, you know, however long this is talking about a Christmas parade from, you know, 40 years ago or 35 years ago, we like Christmas. So we hope if uh, you like Christmas that you've enjoyed these. Michael, do we have any new Patreon subscribers? We do.
0: We would very much like to give a shout out to the newest folks to join the train. Lots of good friends this weekend. Uh, you know, a, a friend to a person. Uh, so many thanks to those who have joined. We've got Erica, pal Erica. We've got mon ami Quebecois, Brulard, uh, Kendra and Stephanie. So thank you guys so much for chipping in. We really appreciate it. Uh, we've been posting uh, little extra special things for the Patreon users. We've got a nice little suite of Christmas music that Jeff composed for our Christmas party episode that's up there, and some extended versions of our interviews from that episode with lots of extra info. And so if you're interested in any of that, or just having a little bit of fun, you can always join up at patreon.com slash
1: usa. That's right, and thank you all so much. And again, there's more on the way next year on that front. Uh, Michael, do you want to give a little vision of a tiny flint of your eye of what's coming next year to our podcast? Next
0: year? Well, let me tell you what. We've got big plans for next year. Because next year, as I mentioned before, as I was shocked to discover in real time as I talked through it, uh, Walt Disney world's turning 50 next year. And with that is gonna come, uh, a little bit of celebration here on the podcast, some special guests and, uh, a lot of things we hope will and en- you will enjoy. We hope we'll enjoy it as well, but you especially. And, uh, yeah, I think we're probably going to start off a little in January with a thematically appropriate episode to something that is happening in January. And uh, yeah, how do you think that sounds?
1: I think it sounds great. I am all here for for this anniversary. You know, we talked about this 15 years being such a big deal. I mean, this is 50. So uh, we're excited. We're excited and... Uh, to share with you all some stories and memories of, uh, of Walt Disney World. So we will be back next year in just a yeah. couple of weeks, as yeah. hard as that is to <laughs> believe. Know.
0: From the time you listen to this, uh, hopefully 2021 will be better to us all. But uh, yeah, I'm super excited about you know the things we're talking about. So stay tuned for sure, because I, I think this could be our best year yet.
1: That's right. I mean, we're, uh, yeah, our 11th year, I guess. uh, Going into our
0: 11th year is going to be our best.
1: Our second, Um, depending. Uh, If you want to get in touch with us, you can always write us at podcast at com. Michael is on Twitter at USA. I'm on Twitter at Jeff G. Crawford. Any feedback or discussion is welcomed and uh, we we love hearing from you all suggestions all that if you have time you can rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice that always helps us and uh, mainly thank you thank you it's been a great year we've said that a bunch during all these reflective episodes but it is true Uh, for us this has been a great way to spend all this pandemic you know quarantine time doing this hanging out with each other and hanging out with you all talking about it so thank you for that everybody have a happy that's right have a happy we'll see you in 2021 merry christmas everyone Progress City Radio Hour created by the folks at ProgressCityUSA.com We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Progress City USA If you want to contact us please write podcast at ProgressCityUSA.com The Progress City Radio Hour is recorded at Arbor Ridge Studios in Chapel Hill, North Carolina on the web at ArborRidgeStudios.com The title theme was composed by Jeff Crawford, whose music can be found at jeffcrawfordmusic.com. Please join us again soon for another Progress City Radio Hour. They call it progress.